Alrighty, folks, another podcast starting as a car cast. I'm sorry if you do not like the quality and the background noises, but I do not have the Joe Rogan setup yet because I do not have the Joe Rogan cash flow yet. I will get there, I believe. In my heart, I know I have uh, way more to offer and way more I can get done. So it's going to happen. So for now, you just have to do the car cast. Now, when I can figure out how to do the car cast and drown out the background noise, there'll always be car cast. I will do one every time I drive, probably, because I know I'll be able to deliver perfection for your ears. Tonight's topic is work ethic versus lazy man intelligence. What the heck are you talking about, Tony? Real simple. We're going to talk about Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, buddy. And Tony doesn't even play sports or watch sports, so you're going to be pretty amazed by this, I bet. Let's see what we're going to get into. Okay, folks, like I was saying, we are talking about work ethic versus lazy man intelligence. So I'm going to give you two examples here. The first one, I was watching one of those automobile shows. I'm not sure which one, like one of those um, road and track or something like that. I don't remember which one, honestly. This was a couple years ago, but it always stood to me. So they were doing like a... I think it was like a renovation place. We renovate your cars or where we come up with kits or we have secondaries. Something where they were literally like, hey, we do XYZ with your car, blah, blah, blah. Or we, hey, we're going to sell you the Cobra, Shelby Cobra, the class one everyone wants. It's a kit. So it has the same ability, same look, but it's a, it's a knockoff by the same company. So it's not really a knockoff. It's just a 2020 version, let's say. So the guy's sitting there, right? Big way for the company he comes in and they're like, oh, we have a problem. Well, the side skirts are wrong. And we don't know how to fix it, and there's this big issue. So we're going to have to go back to engineering, and then we're going to have to generate, and then we're going to have to fabricate, and then test to make sure it works so we can correct this because we can't send the kits out because they're incomplete. And guy says, okay, so what are you talking about as far as downtime for this so you don't push the project back? So we're looking at six to eight months, hopefully six. So the big wig, tall guy, he's been like 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six, with his huge beer belly. He might have been wearing flip-flops when he showed up. And he's like, no, no, hold on, hold on. We can't do that. He said, that's, that's, we can't hit delivery. That's not customer satisfaction. That's not what we promised. That's not who we are. No, we're not doing this. So he sits there and he ponders for about five minutes, maybe. Probably less than his TV, but you know, this was supposed to be a real scenario if something really happened. So he's checking and he's checking and he's checking. Goes, gets a tape measure, measures the distance, looks a little more and thinks a little more. Then the guy goes, gets a piece of sheet metal. It's about double the length he needs, measures it again, cuts it precisely down the middle, goes to the machinist, the machine shop area, gets it folded perfectly, holds it to the edge and says, how does this look? They're like, oh, that solves the problem. Wow, how did you think to do that? We, we wouldn't have had a way to do this. He says, it's perfect, because now not only did I fix your problem right now, the solution you can do right now, we've also now created another product to sell, because now they're going to sell it the original look that had that little side skirt or lip kit or whatever you call it on the side of the car, you know, between the two wheels on either side. So now they can buy it that way as they wanted it, or if they like the look without it, we now have a secondary option to sell. So we have more money because we have more options. So we have a bigger market. The purists can have what they want. And yep, that's a Harley passing me. And the average Joe can get the regular one if he doesn't want. But now you've created options. That guy said, to the machinists and engineers, some people that were sitting there in awe of him. He said, my dad always told me 
find the laziest person in the room is always find a way to do it quicker. And that stuck with me. Not because I want to be lazy, but it's interesting because the lazy guy is not going to do the extra work. So if he's smart, he's going to find a way to get it done right. And if he's stupid, he's going to probably just point it off on somebody else. I'm not talking about delegating. They're like, oh, I don't know how. You can do it. Boom. So, first, let's say this. The guy solved the problem inside of probably two, three hours of real time. Second, he cut off the delays. Third, he led by doing. Fourth, he created extra revenue possibilities. And he diversified his market. So it's a little less niche now. Where can you find and apply that in your life? Let me know, because there's got to be a way you can do that. Are you writing a book? Why don't you make an audio book and sell it that way? Writing that same book, you do a digital audio and you make sure you have a print option. You can now sell to the people who only read books physically because they're old school and like the physical touch. The people who only read their books in their iPhones and now you've got the audible market for the people who only listen to books in their car because they want to be not wasting the time but they don't just listen to music. When you got the really motivated people who are like, I can't waste more of my time. This is valuable. And just so you guys know, that's a Ford F-150. It's up like 40 inches. Yeah, I drive and I commute. Car cast, baby. Car cast. So, that was our first lesson. Sometimes the lazy man can be smart. Now, this guy I don't think was lazy, but he was saying something his dad taught him that you can do things sometimes without all the hullabaloo. I think he was right. Their first thing was, man, we made one error. We're going to make a big fiasco out of it. He fixed the problem for the smarter people in the room. And yeah, he's a VP, he's a boss, so of course he's smarter, Tony. Not always, first off. The smartest people are usually hired by the people who have the C grades. A lot of rich people, a lot of successful people, hire people smarter than them to complete tasks, not to run their company. How's that for a lesson? All right, installment two of work ethic versus the lazy man intelligence. So here's what I was talking about the sports I was going to give you, right? Because uh, if you know me, you know I don't really watch sports. I don't know much. I was actually conversing with my boss. He asked me a question, and my response was, uh, my number was probably like uh, Shaq at the free throw line. He laughed. I think it's even funnier because it comes from someone like me. He's like, you probably don't know the percentage. How are you even bringing that up? I could be wrong. How you doing, guy? It's my boss. He'll, he'll get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to get his opinion on every single podcast. I'm going to make him my biggest fan and hopefully my biggest critic because then he'll make sure to help me get better. And that's what he does at work. And I think he'll dig my podcast because he's a very smart guy. Very smart. He doesn't, he doesn't waste thoughts, if that makes sense. So, we're talking about sports at work. And I don't know much, but I like to I like to dig at LeBron James. Everyone thinks he's this monster. I'm like, I don't know if he could compete in the nights from a little bit I know. So we're discussing him, whether he's better than Jordan and Kobe and this, that, and the other. And the young guys on the job who love, who love uh, LeBron, I love to stick to them. I call him a whiner. I talk about the fact he was crying on the court. And he, you know, Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles, made the shot and walked off the court, whereas, you know, uh, LeBron gets dehydrated, it seems, and needs a timeout, and then he needs a cart, and like a gallon of Gatorade and a hug. So, what's your point, Tony? Here's the point, folks, nice and clean. One of the guys was telling me that Kobe... I think he was in the interview with Shaq, or he had done an interview after Shaq with the same guy, something like that. But the topic had come up that Kobe had said that he would have had 10 rings if Shaq wasn't lazy. If Shaq had just trained in the offseason more, 
when they were playing together, it could have been ten ring dynasty. He's like, it could, we could have had more. He's like, I would have had more if he had just pushed a little more. I could have had it. We would have had ten rings. The response I was told was that Shaq was like, he knew that Kobe was going ape in the off season, so there was no need for him to kill himself running drills and practices and going off on off court and you know pushing his body to his limits. So. One guy says, we would have had more if you did more. The other guy says, there was no need for me to do more. Because we did just good enough with what you were doing. Yikes. Now, you're going to tell me, I bet, Shaq should have worked harder. Shaq should have done more. Shaq, yak, blah, 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 should have done... No, I don't care. We're going to look at it from both sides. So I think there's some merit here. Now, first, we're going to talk about Kobe. Kobe, I think he saw Tim Grover attack athletics. Guy had a focus, a dream. If you've ever seen he has an interview, he talks about Black Mama. It's a whole other persona when he's on the court. It's that serious look. He's in the zone. He literally becomes another person. I think he played um, Jason's I Like the Halloween movies or something. He played that theme music. He literally was another person on the court. His work ethic, everything. He's like, there's a whole shift. And we can apply that, I believe, to yesterday's podcast about addiction is power. He was addicted to getting it right. It was it was more than just, I have to, or I want to, was, I'm going to. I will win. There is no substitute. I'm going to do it. As opposed to, it'd be pretty cool to win again. Or dang, I felt good, maybe I'll do it again. It's a different mindset when you're playing at that level. Your only competition is yourself, because you're not playing against the other team. You're playing against your own numbers to see what you're going to be able to do. So that's a, l- a little crazier, isn't it? It's, it's a little different. Just a little different. And actually, it's a, it's a monster difference, folks. So Kobe, in the offseason, in-season, he's doing nothing but the work. He's doing everything he can to be the number one guy on his team. He wants to win. He has a desire, the drive, the skill, the poise, and he gets the coaching. And he gets it and he applies it. Now, you sports peers probably know more than I do. Just to stick with my example, though, for the this case study here. So, let's say Kobe's right. The other guy should have done more. The other guy could have done more. Based on his philosophy, I would argue that it don't make a damn difference what someone else does. You need to focus on you, and if you can't control their outcomes, you don't worry about them. Now, you can say, I'm foolish. You can say, yeah, you're right, Kobe sounds salty. But, I would argue you're wasting time being concerned what another man does. Now, it is a team sport, it does require effort, so you know if you don't put in, I don't want to say win, I get all that. But it's already over. The we would have had 10 rings is irrelevant. You're out the game now. It's over. So, what's the point? Well, Tony, he's being an honest man. Honesty is something you talk about, right? Honesty, respect, leadership, being a gentleman, manners. Touche, folks, you're right on that. But by the same token, you know, it's probably for the interview, blah, 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 you're right. But I just want to see what y'all think about this. I'm trying to get people to change their mindsets. I want us all to look at things differently than we every day do. Or we do daily. I guess probably the better way to say it. Be better with my word choice there. So, Kobe, you're wasting time, we could argue. The topic's moot at this point, right? Also, what are you worried about what the other guy did? What about you? Well, he would have more rings, Tony. You're not being fair to him. You don't understand what it's like. You don't compete at that level, Tony. Or you don't play sports. Fine. I'll let you have all that. Let's get to Shaq. So Shaquille O'Neal, 
what's he like, seven feet tall, 350 pounds? It's a lot of stress to put on your joints. The harder you run on them courts, the less forgiving they are. I think uh, how many guys have got out of the game because of their knees? I think Larry Bird messed up his back playing. A lot of people suffer for their sport. They suffer for their craft. And that's respectable. Highly respectable. Highly respectable. But is it the smartest thing to do? Be right back. All right, so last installment. I'm going to close out with the Shaq. So I was saying Shaq's a big dude. It's a lot of wear and tear in your joints, and a lot of careers have been ruined or ended prematurely. You can even argue that Kobe, after tearing the Achilles, it was just a lot for his body. Whatever, right? You don't care about my thoughts, right? Because I don't play sports, and I'm not a smart guy when it comes to numbers, statistics, and averages, and scores per game, and free throws. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So... If Shaq said that he didn't have to work in the offseason because he knew Kobe's going to be doing it, was he being lazy or was he being smart? I would argue that that is where I'm talking about lazy man intelligence. You have the salary, you have the lifestyle, you have the wins, you have the skills, you have the size. You're winning. You're actually winning. It feels darn good. So you should be good to go, right? Don't make no difference. If Shaq would have done what Kobe did, is it conceivable that he would have wore his body out worse and he would be paying for it later in his life? Is it conceivable that he could have worked twice as hard and he still would not have won? Is it conceivable that he would have cut his career short and therefore had not finished out contracts, not on terms and conditions, maybe not made it all the way the years he played, which you get paid per year, right? In your contract, you do 10 years, 10 million a year, plus your bonuses, plus your sign-ons, plus your endorsements, right? Less endorsement, not playing. You're saying, no, Tony, he has the general, and he has ointment, and he has um, the icy hot. Yeah, I get that. But he could still make that money now instead of making it two years earlier. Because he still has the contract money. Oh, he has the Arizona Ice Tea, and yeah, I get all that. Shaq's very smart. He's made a lot of good investments. So I think, personally, what Shaq did was a lazy man in telling. He said, why am I going to kill myself when I got all the way to make money? Shaq asked somebody for financial advice, and he applied it directly. I forgot. I don't think it was Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. He spoke to somebody. Well, I bought Apple. I think they told him, buy stuff you care about or you'd actually invest in or you'd actually use. Something like that, which we've probably heard that somewhere else. He did it. It worked. Shaq says a very shrewd investor. I'd like you to go look at his portfolio. The guy's smart when it comes to putting that money out there and making sure he's going to return. So we're going to break it back down. Kobe said we would have had 10 if you'd have worked harder. Shaq said it was only need to work harder because I knew you were going to be working hard. So Kobe wanted more. Shaq was okay with what he got. What I'm thinking. Kobe, it's over. Let it go. But they were in interviews, so honestly, I respect that. Shaq had some downtime. He breathed. You can almost argue that when you're at a job and it stresses you out where they say you have to take a break, you have to pause and take a breather. Was Shaq doing that? You could argue that. You can also tell me he's so bad at the free throw because he didn't give a damn. I'm not sure. You guys answer that. I think Shaq's lazy man intelligence where he said there was no need for me to kill myself because I knew he was going to kill himself was the right choice for him. Whereas the work ethic was the right choice for Kobe. So regardless of where you stand on the side, there is a side to every story. Whether you're a Kobe or a Shaq fan or Jordan or you think I told you what I'm talking about, you have to know what you're willing to do. 
Are you gonna are you willing to pound the court relentlessly until you win? Are you okay being mediocre? Now, six rings, I don't think that's mediocre personally. But um, you know, there's guys who've won the Miss Olympia once out of the 14 people in 54 years. And there's guys who've done it eight times. And there's guys who say I have to do it eight times. I have to be tied with the two best. Phil Heath had a goal of 10. He didn't compete last year and he didn't win the year before. I'm not sure his plans are, but you get the point. Kai Green was number two for years. Hasn't performed again. I should say hasn't hasn't uh, been in the contest. Uh, let's see who else. Jay Jay Cutler came in second. I don't know how many years to Ronnie Coleman until he finally won that first one. I believe then he got his second one. Then uh, Mister Olympia 08 Dexter the Blade Jackson, who's got probably the most contest wins ever, and he's heading to 51 years of age, and he's still like, in the top 10 every year. He thrown him, and then he came back, I think, and won the last one, the last two, and then he came in second two, three years in a row, and then he stopped. What is your drive? What is your goal? What are you happy with? So don't tell me you're a perfectionist or your number sucks. You're not a perfectionist. You're just saying it because you think it sounds good. You're just making noise. It's chatter in the background. Not trying to hear that, folks. I personally think I like getting a lot of stuff right, but if I can get to like 90%, I'm pretty happy with myself most of the time. 100% sometimes, it, 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 no, it's aiming for perfection can can tear you down. You're right to do this with 30 things, and you can only get done three, and in reality, you probably should have more than five on there. Warren Buffett says you should make a list of 25 things and then prioritize five and discard the other 20 because those are the only five that really count. I'm inclined to think that that's what Shaq was doing with his health and his abilities, and your health is your greatest wealth, right? And if he's just a lazy jerk, you guys call in. Let me know. Tony at changeadvance.com. But I think for work ethic and willpower, Kobe was right. They could have had more. But the fact that Shaq was like, I knew I didn't have to, that's some lazy man intelligence. It's a team sport. You know your guy's going to do it either way. Maybe you don't got to go all the way. Maybe you let your team know that's who you are, though. Maybe that was the right answer. Another car cast, change in advance. On Anchor FM, Pedagogy the Fresh on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us on YouTube, Tumblr, and Twitter. It's changing advance. Give me a follow. Send me questions. Hate mail. I love it all. Peace.